be yourself change the narrative change the script like it does not have to be written this way that everyone wants you to like everybody who wants it to be written that way you are now tuning in to the roughnecks podcast with your host cole nixon much love What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you guys about Desert Fox Golf. I've recently partnered up with them, and they have some awesome products that you definitely want to check out. They have something called the Phone Caddy, which is the best phone holder in golf. It comes in many different colors, and they even have ones with funny sayings on it, like, I work to support my golf habit, and it takes a lot of balls to play like me. If you are like me and like to use a golf app while you're playing, then this is the thing for you because it holds your phone in a convenient location right on the golf cart. They even have a cigar holder attachment for it. One of my favorite things is their drink aid tumblers. They have these awesome 17 ounce stainless tumblers with a screw on lid to hold your favorite beverage while playing around the golf. They have different versions from the classic swing aid to nurse aid, hunting aid, fishing aid, and my personal favorite design, the Patriot aid tumbler. Head over to desertfoxgolf.com and use the promo code ROUGHNECKS for 10% off your order. But let's get in to today's guest. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. This is episode 139, and joining me today is a friend of a somewhat of a fan favorite, I guess you can say, but the uh, the old Cal Scott, a.k.a. Grandpa Scott. But without further ado, Jesse, welcome to the Roughnecks Podcast. Appreciate you having me. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, we've been talking, I think, I don't remember when you messaged me exactly. It was after one of Scott's episodes, I'm pretty sure. And you get, you said you were friends with Scott, which, sorry, that you have to be friends with Scott. <laughs> but, um, you know, anybody that Scott recommends usually is a good guest. So uh, I definitely, and he messaged me and was like, yeah, he's got some cool stories and stuff. So I'm excited to get you on here and talk to you a little bit. Yeah, Cal uh, has been one of my friends for uh, since Wilmington and uh, yeah, once I saw it, I was like, this is such a dope idea. I want to get on here and get to telling everything and just have some conversations. So, Yeah, and you know about that content world, creating content world a little yes, bit, which yes. we can, we've already discussed some of the yeah. uh, problems we have with it as I struggled to get the uh, microphones and everything <laughs> set up, but you'll have that. But before we get too far in, I'd like to allow the guests to give the Roughnecks listeners a little background on who they are. So just tell us who Jesse is. Yeah, so uh, my name is Jesse Relaford, as it was said. Um, I'm 21 years old. I graduated from Kettering Fairmont High School, and if you guys don't know, it's around the Dayton area. Um, I went to Urbana University, but um, some unfortunate things happened, but we'll get into that later. Uh, I currently attend Wilmington College, and I'm a senior majoring in business, and uh, hopefully open up my own sports bar one day. I like the sports bar. That would, I would like, I'd have loved to do it, but that I just realized that wasn't in it for me. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I'd love to do. It just sometimes doesn't happen that way, but you know, you kind of mentioned the whole, first off, you drove what, how long, how far was the drive for the, to get down here? It was about an hour and 30. It wasn't too bad. I think that's the furthest that anybody's ever drove. I just recently, um, last week after this comes out, uh, episode 137, Jesse, or not Jesse, uh, Preston and Eli drove, I think it was like an hour or 45 minutes to an hour to get here. Um, but yeah, I think you definitely made the furthest drive and uh, we could have done virtual, but you want to do in person, which I'm, yeah. I'd rather do the in-person episodes. They're usually better conversation and just the virtual 
everybody's mind just kind of disappears like virtual yeah. classes it's uh, yeah virtual classes and facetime and everything i was like i, I want to get it in person because yeah. the night of it i was like uh, i think it would be so much better in person mm-hmm. so here we are yep um but you talked a little bit about it with urbana i just kind of tell us so you went there after high school and then kind just tell the story i kind of know what happened but i want you to tell the story yeah it's actually really crazy so <clears throat> i graduated about 20 or I, not about i graduated in 2019 so um visiting urbana you know committing and getting on campus and everything so i went there and about a month in um i broke my ankle um i thought i was randy moss jumping up for a ball and got my foot stuck in a uh, hole and i did what dak prescott did if you remember when mm-hmm. his foot looked like an l yep. that's what mine looked like so anyways fast forward um uh rehabbing rehabbing coming back uh, we're about to start the baseball season and five six games go by and we go to tennessee and and we're not playing on sunday because the we're all getting sent home for covid and we're all like oh cool like i guess we get a five month long summer break now you know mm-hmm. and uh so we get back to urbana we have to pack up our stuff and we go home so during that month of covid or around that time um all the sleep schedules were getting messed up. At least mine was. Oh, everybody's uh, mine was so bad. And it, when I finally like went back to work, like once COVID kind of let up, I was so out of it. I was late almost every single day. I don't know how I didn't get fired. And I still work there to today. But like I would like during COVID, like I'd sleep till noon, do mm-hmm. my homework till like ten o'clock at night, or like even at one o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. be up half the night and then fall asleep, but then wake up at noon the next day. But it, it sucked because like. I didn't want to be in that routine, but you just get caught in it. And it's like, I don't have to do anything the next right. day. So I'm yep. just going to sleep till noon. Mine was the same way. So I had to, uh, or I was, I'm a big video game guy. So I was up till three, four, five a.m. playing video games, sleeping till 3 p.m. So, anyways, um, same night, same night as usual. We uh, go to bed around 5 a.m., wake up at 3 p.m. But this day, I forget what the exact day was, but I wake up around 3 p.m. And I have like probably over 150 notifications. And because the news just got dropped that Urbana University is closing. So, and they dropped it around 10 a.m. And that's a whole five more hours. So everyone got the information before I did. So I wake up and, you know, you barely wake up groggy and you're scrolling through your phone. And it's like, okay, I got some notifications. But I kept scrolling, kept scrolling. I'm like, what is going on? So I read them and it's like the Dayton Daily News have like five calls I've missed from the Dayton Daily News. They want to get an interview. Um, like a bunch of people are texting me, Snapchatting me like, dude, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? You know, your school's closing, your school's closing. And I'm like, I just woke up. I have no idea what's going on right now. Like absolutely zero idea. So um, about 30 minutes later, waking up. I get on the phone with the Dayton Daily News guy and talk to him. He's like, what are you feeling about this, this, that? And he knew before I did. So apparently they just predicted in three to four years that they were going to run out of money and just decided to call it quits. And then. That's uh, also a prediction at Ohio Wesleyan right now, I believe. Like I kept hearing it from professors throughout campus, like tenured professors who were like, I don't care what I say. They can't fire me, but they would like, literally say like Ohio Wesleyan will close within the next like five ten years I I mean I was blessed that I was a freshman at the time mm-hmm. and 
for it it had an effect on me but i would say that it wasn't much of his effect as like the juniors and seniors who've been there for three to four years built like some legacy um made connections and then they don't get that Mm -hmm. so i mean i guess i will say that but it was it was crazy um that i did the uh interview with date daily news and went through the paper and everything and it and then after that we had to continue classes yeah (laughs) so we we were on um zoom classes with our campus closed down and then or first after sending us home and then our whole branch campus kept closing down so then like you still had to finish that semester yeah I mean, I guess that's kind of nice. Like, you didn't yeah. lose everything, but it's still like, this sucks. I got to go through classes. And, like, this, <laughs> these teachers are probably like, this is pointless. <laughs> yeah, so mo- most of my teachers were like, okay, we're pretty much just giving you an A, but I guess we're they're logging our minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. how long we're on Zoom. So it was crazy. It was it was something that not a lot of people go through. And Yeah, speak, like, I mean, going from a broken ankle to COVID to school being shut down, like, that's just the... Like, I feel like, especially as a freshman, because I remember my freshman year, you know, you go through that, like, luckily you were on a sports team. That's the same with me when I went to Ohio Wesleyan is, you know, being on a sports team helps, like, create friends and create Mm -hmm. those. But then, like, it's still like, man, is this where I want to be? Like, is this what I want to do? Am I making the right decision? And then, like, having all of that all in one year, it's like, I I mean, I probably, honestly, I don't know if I, I may have tried to go back, but I was one of those people that, I don't know how I went to college because uh, college wasn't really, a lot of people didn't think I was going to go. They thought I was going to go like military or workforce right after high school. And I ended up going playing four years and I don't regret it one bit, but it's just like having all that happen freshman year, kind of like, how was, like, was your mind, what was your mindset? Like, as like, once they're brand new clothes, like what was like the next step in your mind at that moment? So I thought it was basically like fate, like, you're not meant to play college baseball. Or That's what I'd have thought. You're not meant to play college sports. Like, I shattered my ankle, and I now have 15 screws, or it's like some 15 to 19 screws, two rods up my leg, some crazy number of screws in my ankle. Um, basically, learned relearned how to walk again, and then that being happened, it's just like I wanted to just quit. I was just like, eh, I'm kind of done. You know, I feel like after all these circumstances, so. I really wasn't talking to any teams. I was getting a bunch of DMs from a bunch of JUCOs. It happened to be like over like 15 to 20 JUCOs hit me up. Um, a couple D2s, a couple D1s, preferred walk-on spots, no scholarships for those. But And I was like, I blew them all off. And then Wilmington hit me up, and I was like, you know what? It's close to home. A bunch of my friends have already gone there from Fairmont. Um, why don't we give it a try? So that summer... I was at probably like 70% and I'm playing baseball and I'm struggling early on. Cause you know, I haven't touched a bat forever and I was terrible. And then I was like, yeah, I'm definitely done after this. And then I caught a hot streak and I was like, you know, maybe we can do this again. So, and that's what the thing with baseball, you know, it's been, I only played up till fifth grade and then I ended up playing AU basketball and stuff. But the thing with baseball, like you can catch those streaks real, like, I don't, I don't want to say easily, but like you can come upon these streaks but the same is true. You can go in these funks where it's just complete bad for a long time. Yeah, and as soon as like the injury happened and then just not being comfortable at all, it was what like how long was the rehab like for the ankle? Like how long did that take? I'm not gonna lie, I would say I'm still rehabbing today. Yeah, 
I mean, I would probably say like, like I have days where I work out one day and the next day I'm like limping Mm -hmm. and it, it sucks. But you know, now it's just like get through the pain before it was like, you literally can't do it. So I would say it took me probably like five to six months to get off the couch. Yeah. I was in, I was in a cast and a boot for about four to six months just on crutches. So I would say around there before I started actual rehab. <laughs> what was it like going around campus with crutches? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've seen so, people like football players when I was in school that had to do it. And I always looked at them like, dude, you want to ride? Like just get in the car. I'm not like, making you crutch all the way across campus. So I did like two weeks on the crutch because I lived on the second floor, which made it even worse. There wasn't a, an oh, elevator. Oh. So I was like crutching, hopping. I was grabbing both of the handles, <laughs> hopping down on my good leg. But um, thank God I got a scooter, um, except for two incidents where I hit a rock and fell over, <laughs> and everyone everyone thought I, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, uh, yeah. That I mean the rehab facility, like or the rehab, take like no matter what injury, it's the worst time oh because my gosh. it's like, and especially if it's like in season, you're just sitting there watching your team like practice or play, and you're like, this is awful. Like my senior year of high school, I broke my elbow, mm-hmm. and then my senior year of college i ended up fucking up my other elbow and they made me sit out like one day of practice and i just kept looking at them like i'm fine just let me i I can't sit here and watch them do things like i have to do things it is it is so mentally draining it is like when it makes you like one uh, and it brings in that self-doubt too again like is this like am i is this even worth it or like whatever and it's tough because i mean i thought once i broke my elbow my senior year high school i was like well there goes my football like my Mm -hmm. i didn't think i was going to be able to go play anywhere luckily d3s reached out and i was able to end up going and play but you know i I went through the same stuff in college where you sit there sometimes and you doubt like is this the right thing am i supposed to be here and like kind of how did you what was it that hot streak that kind of got you over that mindset and kind of put you in the more positive mindset versus the you know the self-doubt like what was what kind of put you over the edge a little bit yeah so one of them was that hot streak, but I will say the biggest thing for me was that um, I was always taught by my parents was like, once you start something, mm-hmm. do not quit it, you know, like keep playing until you can't, you know, just keep going, keep going. And, and that was in my mind the whole time, but it was just like, I was so miserable. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was mostly because of like, my parents kept striving me, my, my uh, friends, I had some I I figured out who a lot of my real friends were at the time, you know, just always coming over, um, hanging out, like, um, funny story. Uh, my buddy, Ryan, um, Ryan Hall, he would never get anything for me. And he would always make me get up and go get it because <laughs> I had to work for it. Like if I wanted a water, I had to That's work for that asshole, water. But such yeah. a good move at the yeah. same time. <laughs> but, but back to that point, it was really just like all my parents and my friends just keeping me going. It's like, you know who you were before the injury you were one of the best just keep going like give it another day give it another day see what happens tomorrow and stuff like that so yeah because you never know when it also i mean speaking of it like you never know when you won't be able to play again yeah i mean look at what just happened with the bills Bengals game that Mm -hmm. dude just collapsed on the field and that was i still can't believe that that was one of the most shocking things in sports history i don't yeah like every that's still gonna be that's gonna be talked about for the rest of our lives and beyond like it i wasn't watching it but like everybody knew what was Mm -hmm. happening like 
because uh, my girlfriend, I was down here working on podcast stuff, and I wasn't even watching the game. She came down. I was like, "Did you see what happened like during the Bills Bengals game?" And I was like, "No. I mean, I know it's a big game, but like, I I don't have time to watch it tonight." And she goes, "You might want to turn like look it up and turn it on." And I was like, "Looked it up," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Like, I it's one yeah. of those like, okay, he fell on the field. Like, but like then when you're actually watching it and like you're seeing the players' faces, you're seeing it, and you're like, "Oh, this is serious. Like, this is a big deal." But like, I mean, it's true. You never know when it could just all disappear. And yep. you know it, that kind of somewhat happened to me a little bit like in college because my senior year of college was the covid year Mm -hmm. so they we got sent home my junior year the end of my junior year we we, you know all summer long still trying to figure out what's going to happen what what's or do we have a season do we not and then it comes like a month or a few weeks before we're supposed to move in that they canceled the season and Mm -hmm. we're like but we're going back to school and i'm like what what how are we going back but i don't get to play and that was the hardest thing but it, it, you i literally watched my senior year we played three games my senior year in the spring and mm-hmm. that was it and yeah. it was like i worked my whole career like for these moments like my senior year like that's what you work for is the end and i didn't even really get to have it but i mean it can get taken away quickly and you know luckily you know you got through that mindset of I don't want to say the pity party or like yeah. whatever the boohoo, but like y- y- we all have it, we, we all, all do it. it, and it's just it takes getting through that, which is not easy to do, and it takes time, especially dealing with an injury during and when you have back to back to back things that just happen, and it, it, I mean you don't even know what to do. It's it's weird, but um, when did like when did you fall in love with baseball? Like when did you realize were you always a baseball guy or was there other sports? I was I was actually never a baseball guy until probably like my sophomore year of high school. I was a big well, I still am. I'm a big basketball fan and a big basketball player. Um I played all the way through little to high school. Mm-hmm. Um I've had some of the best memories playing basketball. I always thought I was better at basketball. But um, it really took my sophomore year of high school to, like, really fall in love with baseball because um, I was the only sophomore on varsity, and it was 13 seniors, two juniors, and one sophomore, and I was the sophomore. And it really showed me, like, how much these 13 guys love each other. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy to me because um, it was like all 13 of these guys always hang out. Like every single senior hangs out, and and they took me under their wing, and really tried to show me everything. So like my one of my buddies, Deontay, he hit me up every single time he could, and it it was just like, you care about me that much, that I that you want me to get better, and it really took me to that path. Is like I gotta grind every day, I gotta grind every day. Um, I gotta bring people with me, and it was just it was awesome. So that's probably when. Man, that's weird that's scary weird because i was always a basketball guy mm-hmm. i don't know if i was better at basketball but i loved basketball i used to be fairly good at basketball and then football took over and i kind of quit caring about basketball as much and coaches kind of ruined basketball for me certain ones but you know my sophomore year is where i fell in love with football mm-hmm. i got i was playing varsity i was the only sophomore starter on defense there was only two sophomores that really got like a ton of playing time and it was me and another guy on offense and same thing like the senior quarterback was inviting me over to his house after games and like do we were always over there hanging out i was best friends with like three seniors and like it was just and that's where i wonder is it really the sport that we fell in love with or like 
the like the relationships the bonds the camaraderie like whatever you want to call it you know i feel like it's a little bit of like it's the people bringing you in especially those upperclassmen because like we do look up to them Mm -hmm. and when you have an older guy like asking you to hang out or texting you calling you whatever it's like oh damn like this is i like this this is cool and that was one of the things that like i don't know if it was the same with you but i feel like it was but like when i got to be that senior like that's what i wanted to do as well like i had some sophomores that i tried to like hey come over to the house after the game or like whatever like i try to hang out with them or talk to them too because i'm like i know what it did to me so i want to be able to hopefully pass it on to somebody else yeah so um one of those things it was like they were inviting me over because they felt that if i went somewhere else it could be trouble mm-hmm. that they knew that everyone was on the same page everyone's following the same you know whatever so that was a, and then when I became a senior, I had this one sophomore, and I still talk to him every single day. He goes to Wilmington too. His name is Brian Kendrick. Um, I, he's one of my best friends as well. So, and when I became a senior, it just motivated me. So I would take him home every single day after practice, mm-hmm. and it was one of those guys and pick him up whenever he needed or or hang out with him, invite him over, and we're still friends today. We're still really good friends. So it's weird what like sports does with like friendships and like just those bonds like i'm sure you have them now in college especially i feel like they grow even more in college with certain people because of the fact that like i mean you pretty you're living with these mm-hmm. people so like you're around them all the time and like i still have one buddy uh from texas that i he actually lives in ohio now but like we he lives in delaware so he's an hour away still but like we talk pretty often another guy um from plain city we talk all the time like I have uh, my roommates coming down tomorrow and we're actually recording a podcast, but drinking some beers as well. <laughs> and like where he's coming down and like, we're doing that. And so like, it's, you build these lifelong friendships and through sports. Like, I don't feel like you grow those as much. Like you're not going to go to a class necessarily talk to someone and be like, man, we're going to be friends for forever. <laughs> no, most of those people I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this project and then I'm never going to talk yeah, to you again. Yeah. You gave me the math answer. We're best friends. We're yes. best friends. Hey, we're best friends for this year until we're out of this class. <laughs> no, but I definitely agree about the uh, sports relationships because it's like you win these type of games and you play these type of games. That's like you're never going to forget. And you do it with the people who you are playing with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like bringing um, Cal and Lambo up. Um, Lambo's one of our boys at uh, Wilmington as well. But Cal, Caleb, everybody knows him. Um, it's like, when Cal was behind me, I have so much trust in him. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a three hitter and he was a four hitter, it's just like, I don't have to do too much here because I know he can finish the rest up. Mm-hmm. So if there's like a runner on first and second, I do not have to score that runner from first because I know Cal will behind me. So it's just like, I don't know, it's just so much trust that you put into him. And if you can trust him on the field, I feel like you can trust him off the field Yeah, as that's well. the thing too. And I feel like it can work either way. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel like you can trust them in one area, you can definitely trust them in the other. But, like, that was always – and I feel like that's a big thing. With, I've seen – I've been following you guys a little bit, baseball-wise, you know, through, like, with uh, Cal Scott and, you know, just seeing how you guys have grown as a team. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like, you know, you, you mentioned the trust thing. You grow as a team when that trust especially builds because I look at my the best football teams I've ever played on versus like some of the worst football teams I've ever played on, the trust is a big factor. If you can't trust each other, like I'll be, I'll be honest, like one of my years in college, we had a terrible quarterback that nobody could trust. Nobody like had any, nobody really cared for him. Right. He was a good guy, but like we couldn't trust him on the field. So it was like hard to 
that team just didn't gel. And then, you know, the next year we got, we have a different quarterback. The quarterback wasn't the whole answer, but like, we just, I feel like the trust became the build. Everything, everybody became to trust each other more. And when you can trust each other, it just makes you want to, I feel like want to play for each other better. Yeah. I also think that, um, winning helps. Yes. Oh, it definitely does. You know, I, I (laughs) I would morale up. So I don't know, like my basketball season, we were 21 and five and, I'm still in great relationships with everybody. So, like, our first year at Wilmington, we were, like, 11 and 32. And you could tell that, like, not everyone wanted to hang out with each other. Like, we were just, like, sick and tired of everybody. Like, we were ready to be done or whatever. And last year, we changed that to 21 and 19. And it was just, like, we're always at the same house. Like, we're always doing stuff now. And this year, it's even better. So, I just think that winning helps. And it's 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 crazy when a team gets going and when a team's win and how much chemistry and stuff that you get. Yeah. I mean, all it takes is sometimes like those few little wins in the beginning of the season can help fuel those big wins later in the year that like, because it helps build that trust. It helps like, it helps everything kind of move along. So like if you, I mean, let's be real. Have you seen teams that are good that are supposed to be good coming into the season? They lose a couple games. They should have won. Like you see it in basketball, like North North Carolina. I don't know if you watch college basketball, mm-hmm. but North Carolina was ranked number one coming into the yep. year, and now I'm pretty sure they're unranked. They're unranked. They're so not. like it, yeah. I feel like they lost a couple, and then all of a sudden it just kind of snowballs. But it that's sometimes it's up to that team. Like you have that team or individuals, you have those choices. You can let it snowball, or you can say, you know what, we're done with this. Like we're gonna change it. Like new season starting now. And it's not necessarily new season, for like, but like you have to have that mindset sometimes, and it's hard to do when you're losing. But it, you can't just have one player do it either. You have to have the whole team follow, and it that it's tough to do. It's leadership is tough if you don't have anybody that's willing to follow. Yeah, I agree, hundred <clears throat> percent. But so, what you you are you a pitcher? So I was a two way, and I was I was a shortstop and a pitcher. But I recently just tore my or partially tore my labrum, so I'm I got moved to third base so I could um, help out with easier throws, you know, not throw as much and stuff like that. So, do you like that? Like being able to still be on the field even though you can't necessarily maybe like is that your go to position that you prefer, or is it just kind of situational? So, uh, fun fact: um, I was never an infielder. Really, I was ranked the third best outfielder in Ohio my senior year, and uh, I I'm I'm a I'm a solid athlete, so I was like I'm decent at infield and everything, but I never ever played it in the games. Like I could if somebody needed me mm-hmm. to, like if somebody got hurt or pitching whatever, get moved around, but I never really did, and I was always a center fielder. So I went to Urbana as a center fielder, left fielder, and then I went to Wilmington. And I got moved right to shortstop and. I was all conference shortstop my first year. Last year, I had some um, illness problems. I was out three weeks and um, didn't get to qualify for it. Even I don't know if I would have made it, but um, yeah. So now I moved to third, and it's 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 a change, but I definitely think that it's the right move. That's good. Like, and that's the thing. <clears throat> Sometimes, like our coaches will put us in situations where, like, my coaches moved me to corner my junior mm-hmm. year. I am the slowest corner you will ever see in your entire life. They're like, you, you have the technique. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, I can't play man at all. Like, <laughs> but I played there my whole year and everybody kept telling me like, dude, you're doing a good job. And I'm like, I really don't feel like it. But you know, our coaches put us in situations sometimes where you're like, 
I mean, all right, I'll try it. Like I'll do, I'll do whatever I can, but like sometimes it, but it, sometimes it like, you know, getting moved to shortstop, something you need to become an all conference. Like sometimes it's, they know what they're talking about. So right. like they, they see it for a reason most of the time, not with all coaches, but with most coaches, I'll say, uh, but like you get put in situations that not necessarily like you thought you'd ever be put in, but you just got to do what's best for the team sometimes, which, it, and it, it worked out for you and maybe hopefully it'll work out again this year with playing third base. Yeah, I agree. I definitely feel, uh, I'm definitely feeling comfortable and stuff there. So I'm excited to see what happens. So you guys should have a, you guys, I mean, I feel like you guys have high expectations mm-hmm. for this year coming mm-hmm. in, you know, speaking, like talking to uh, Scott and you know, everything and freaking home run header. I didn't know he could hit home runs. <laughs> I, I didn't even know he could hit the ball that far. <laughs> Why didn't you do that in high school? Scott? I, he could have, and I just never went to baseball games, but yeah, God, God loves Scott. Yeah, it, 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 there's a lot of high hopes. I feel like for you guys this year, um, I'll definitely have to try and make it out to a game. Sure. Scott, did you guys play at Denison or no, you guys played at Otterbein? Otterbein. Yeah. yeah. He told me I should have came to that one, but I don't remember what I was doing. But yeah, if you guys ever played Denison, that'd be ideal because that's like five minutes, ten minutes down the road. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I can make be, it there. Yeah. But Otterbein's only. That's where my girlfriend actually went to college it's like half hour from here maybe yeah not too bad no but how uh how many games do you guys play a year play around 40 and then uh Damn. if uh make con or make conference tournament you'd play another 15 if you make it and then there's always the ncaa tournament so if you made it all the way you'd probably play around 60 70 games that's just crazy to me with baseball when you look at it. i mean the pros play how many freaking games a year? One hundred and sixty. Yeah, that's insane. And that they're going city to city too. But I mean, you guys are even going like how far? Do you, I mean, you guys travel a lot, or is it a lot of in-state stuff? I mean, I know you'll have out-of-state stuff, but like, how often do you guys travel? So our conference is all Ohio. Um, all of the teams are in Ohio. But our first weekend we are going to Alabama. Then our second weekend we are going to Georgia. I think I might have those flipped, but something like that. Man. And um i got to experience the traveling at urbana because mm-hmm. before it happened it happened so like on tuesday or on monday we left for a tuesday game then we came back and then wednesday thursday thursday was another travel day so at urbana i missed the whole week of class and it was good at the time because i was like i'm a freshman and it's all right whatever <laughs> but you you fall behind that's what i was gonna anything. ask is like how does that affect yeah. the like hey, the academic side you if you miss so many classes you have to do such a great job of like being goody goody to your teachers mm-hmm. because if you build that connection to your teachers they will help you do anything but it's just like those teachers that you couldn't build a relationship with and they couldn't help you over zoom or tutor you or something it is hard but it also isn't like impossible yeah like because I, I, I mean we didn't obviously we only played on saturdays so like if we left it was friday right afternoon like like you get all your morning classes mm-hmm. in and then you'd miss like maybe one maybe two classes if you had class on friday so like we never missed a lot but it was so we didn't i didn't have to experience that as much and usually with only missing like one class here and there like professors were pretty good about helping out the football team but we always had to get freaking papers signed like we are leaving i need your permission mm-hmm. essentially to leave and all this stuff but it, it i mean i had a professor my sophomore year i wasn't playing we had a jv team that played like four or five games throughout the year but we played on monday nights 
and I wasn't hmm. starting or playing, so I was. I mean, I played special teams and stuff like on Saturdays, and then I ended up starting that year because our safety starting safety got hurt. But I had a class from six to nine just on Mondays, and I remember asking my professor like, "Hey, can I miss like a couple to go play in some JV games so like I actually get to go play a real game?" Right. And he literally looked at me and said, "No." And I was really? like, "Really? What?" And he was like, I, I can't. He was from Turkey. He was like a foreign guy. So I, I don't feel like he understood like mm-hmm. football per se. And he was like, no, I, I just don't think it's a good idea. And I was like, I went and told my coach and he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, wow, damn. Like you can't like email him or something. He ended up like letting me play in one game. And, but then I played in that game, and then the very next week I was starting, and I was like, well, all right. I guess it worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's academically with sports, sometimes they can definitely get in the way. It's and, already tough as it is. Yeah. And especially, like, like you, it's easy to fall behind. And especially if you fall behind that freshman year sometimes, it's like, because I dug myself in a hole my freshman year where I had a, honestly, I think I had a 1.5 GPA after my freshman year. Mm. And I remember my parents looking at me and go, if you do not get that up, we are not helping out paying. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> and uh, But I ended up getting it out. But it, 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 it took a lot of work for, to get from a 1.5 to a 3.0. I ended up graduating with a 3.0. But it oh, took yeah. a ton of work to get there because I dug myself in the hole. That's what I wish Like a lot of any, – if you're younger listening and you're in like freshman year of college or early in college, Try now because it's a lot easier to dig yourself in a hole than it is to get out of it. Yeah, um, thankfully that one of my one of the things that my brother told me in high school when I was a freshman in high school, he goes, "Do not your first two semesters of high school, do not fail them or do not do bad mm-hmm. because that accumulative is like is crazy yep. balance on those first two semesters." So I kind of carried that into college, and thankfully I had a three point seven my first year and something like that. Yeah, that's what I wish I would have done. Instead, like, it's easy to get caught in, like, oh, I don't have anybody telling me what I have to do. Like, I'm just going to go over to somebody's room and hang out, go play video games, like, go screw around. And then I don't need to do this paper. I don't need to study for this exam. And then all of a sudden you're, like, writing this paper at 4 o'clock in the morning going, man, I wish I'd have just took an hour (laughs) yesterday to work on this. It's it's easy to fall into that trap. It really is. Mm -hmm. But. Do you, uh, what's your, been your time and experience like at, or, or not Urbana, uh, Wilmington? I didn't get to experience, experience a lot at Urbana, but I will say Wilmington has been so much better than Urbana. Um, I've, I've met some of my, uh, good friends and everything, but my experience has been good so far. Um, baseball has been a lot better, you know, just really everything's been better. The teachers are cool. Like you're on a first name basis there instead of like miss whatever. It's so, Hey, Sarah. Yeah, you know that was always the weirdest thing. Like when they're like, "My name's Mrs. Such and Such," but you're going to call me by my first name. Yeah. And it was like I've never done. And that. it was and it was almost disrespect if you called him Mrs. Yeah, or professor. Mad. Like, no, it's Sarah. And like, you're like, oh, okay, I'm like, all oh, right, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I didn't... I'll never do that again. <laughs> yeah. But it is nice being sometimes like at those smaller schools. That is what, and like it's a lot easier to get help in classes. Like all you have to do is like they only have. They don't have a shit ton of kids throughout the day. Like they have a lot, but like not a compared to like you're not going into a class like at Ohio State and sitting yep. with 120 other people. 
where they don't even know if you're there or if you even exist. Like they don't care. They're just there to teach the class. But in like smaller schools, it's like high school in a way, but not uh, mm-hmm. like you're, you're not sitting in freaking a single building the entire day usually. Yep. Um, but it, it's really nice to be able to like have connections with your professors. I feel like you learn. I learned more in college yeah. because I actually can like you could connect with your teachers. I would also say that uh, like a small school, it's always good feeling like a student and not a number. Yep. You know, at a at Ohio mm-hmm. State or you know, it's such a great education, but you go in these classes and it's no disrespect to any big schools, but it's like you go into these classes of like three hundred to four hundred people and it's just like you you're the hundred and fifty sixth student on the on the roster. Yep. You know, and, and he has no idea what your first name is. Nope. Those you professors know? don't even know who's sitting up at the top. No. They don't, no they don't idea. even they don't no, even know. They don't care. They're but it's a, yeah, like I said, it's also a good feeling like a student, and mm-hmm. and it's like you have them, you can reach them at any time. Yeah. So I mean, I remember a couple of our professors giving a phone number, and it's mm-hmm. like if you ever like if I don't reach your email, it's like no, don't call me at like three yeah. o'clock in the morning. Like don't do it. But like if you call me at nine o'clock at night, I'll answer. And it's like what? <laughs> like yeah. I never thought my professor would give me their number so I can call them. At her at her band, I Facetimed one of my professors. Yeah. And I was like, I need help with this. Can I show you the problem? And it was at like 830. And I'm just on FaceTime with like my, at the time I was education. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm just FaceTiming them. Oh, man. Uh, small schools. Yep. A lot of people know. Like some, it's not for everybody. Some nah. people don't want, some people like the Ohio State. And that's just the first school that comes to mind. But some people like that. I would have never graduated if I'd have gone no. to a big school. And it would have, yeah, but some people don't like them. Some people do. It's, that's why you, I like those college visits are important. Mm-hmm. I used to think they were pointless and dumb because you'd go walk around campus and hear about this and that. And I'm like, I'm just here to hear about the football program. Yeah. I don't yep. care about the rest. And but post like, on social media, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like, then come to find out, like looking back and I'm like, I actually was paying attention to the stuff that they were saying. Like, yep. cause I remember going to Wittenberg and I was like, I really don't like, this i really don't like this i don't I, there were certain things i just didn't like and like at ohio wasn't i loved it and it's like you, you those college visits you don't think you're paying attention but you are right no i definitely agree but i will say one thing is that i went to a huge high school i graduated with 702 and i will say i loved the big high school experience you know um i don't know if you know what it is but you know what flying to the hoop is um, sounds familiar so it's a basketball tournament in ohio it's like the number two basketball tournament in ohio for winter and it's like all these prospects come in and whatever and we host it fairmont fairmont host it and we can hold like eight thousand people in our that's crazy so my senior year when we were good we sold out like three games damn so it's just like playing in front of eight thousand people it's like it, it it gives you experiences that you will never ever get like playing in front of that many people you have to like grow up real quick yeah as a junior senior it's like damn this is crazy but that's what i heard so we had um ohio wesland actually played marion Harden baylor who usually used to compete with like mount union with the national championship in football and um they played uh like ohio wesland flew down on a private jet they were like dude it was the coolest thing it was the year before i came and flew down on a private jet to Texas and played there. But it's like, you know, te- Texas football is just insane. They're like, dude, you walk in and it feels like you're in a D1 stadium. Yeah. 
like and there was a ton of people and it's just like it doesn't even feel real they have high school games like that yeah texas is insane because like i remember my buddy because he coaches at ohio wesleyan now the one from texas and mm-hmm. he's like going to these like high school games and recruiting and he's like here in ohio he's like i go to these little farm towns that ain't got nothing and i'm like yeah you're, you're the only people there are the farmers and yeah. he's like half the farmers ain't even there they're still in the fields behind a fucking football field it's like yeah you'll have that teddy that's funny he's like i love it but it's like it's so different than back home like back home like everybody went to the football mm-hmm. game and like in town like every single person even if you had somebody playing or not like everybody just went it's like yeah it's not necessarily like that in ohio but I mean, certain certain areas you'll have that, but it's just different. What's up, everybody? I hope you're enjoying today's guest. A lot of people ask me how they can support the Roughnecks podcast. So I wanted to take a quick break to tell you the best way to support the podcast is to buy and wear merch. We have merch available on our website from hats, t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, and even coffee cups. There are even use sizes available for the kids. Head over to roughneckspodcast.com and make your purchase today. Thank you for all the support, but let's get back to today's guest. We're going to get into your YouTube and stuff because that's definitely something that we can talk a lot about i feel like but you know you have a just kind of you have a youtube channel like what is it and like how did it start first off before we get into that i will say that um we have this is the first time we spoke in person and i have a lot of respect for what you do with the podcast because as a youtuber or wannabe youtuber i guess i I'm know a one, i still call myself a wannabe yeah podcaster. i understand 100 percent how much this one it seems all good when he posts and when I post and the videos seem awesome or whatever, but the amount of hard work and editing, like, I don't think really anybody understands. So like, yeah, if that, I, I mean, if we yeah. record an hour long episode, that's probably about two hours of me editing. Yep. And it's insane. So it's, that's what I just wanted to say first, but, um, I appreciate that. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. Um, it's called J Relly. Um, I started it or it's J space R E L L Y. Um, I started it probably in the summer, so not too long ago. Um, I got about 220 subscribers, so not bad. Um, it's really just all sports. Uh, my first segment was men's league. Um, I play men's league basketball. My second segment was volleyball when at intramurals in Wilmington. Um, the third segment was uh, football, which was really good. Uh, football, football went football did pretty good. Which, then, hold on, I watched a couple of the videos. Cal Scott, you run the slowest routes I've ever seen in my entire life. Thank God you were a lineman in high school. That's funny. He calls himself uh, uh, Travis Kelsey oh, and intramurals. Oh, Lord. No, that's funny. But um, And then, like, the fourth segment I did uh, so far is, like, um, I did a family feud. I did two family feud episodes. One's in the work right now. But um, the amount of, like, editing that comes in, I thank the Lord that I have somebody who who – uh her her name is andy dolvin um she films everything and edits everything thank god she does that because she knows how to do everything like that's her major at wilmington Mm -hmm. and she is awesome the way she like gets everything to me and it's just like perfect but um yeah so i started it because i want kind of wanted to my real reason of it is because i saw all these tiktoks of like 
these YouTubers giving back to their parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents have done so much for me is that I wanted to, like, make money off of it so I could, like, I'm putting my parents into retirement. And that's the real reason why I started it. But also the second reason is because I love sports. I love playing sports. I love playing video games. You know, I have so many ideas for it. I just need, like, the following and getting it going and stuff like that. So that's probably the real reason why. So People giving back, you see it. And like you see it with like Rogan, you see it with all these big time podcasters, and it's just so cool to see. And like that is, like obviously, my goal of this isn't necessarily like to be a millionaire off mm-hmm. my podcast. Like I have really cool conversations with really cool people, and like my goal is like I've always said, as long as I the episode that I give out, as long as it helps one person, like somebody finds it beneficial, somebody got a laugh, somebody mm-hmm. learned something. I don't care. That's all I care is that one person grows from every episode. That's like my goal of it and i feel like I've, I've done a fairly good job of that so far from what i've heard at least yeah you know and i've had a lot of people like you i've had like i've had freaking four or five people who are like message me and like hey i've listened to the podcast i really like it mm-hmm. and like i'd love to come on and i'm like cool like that i'd rather like don't get me wrong like i like this certain guests that i message and they're like yeah and i'm right. like holy crap they actually said yes but and but also like those guests are really cool to me because like they want to be on so like it's going to be a good conversation because they actually want to have the conversation and so but like yeah they i don't know how you do the you don't edit but like that part editing videos uh, we talked before the episode i used to do the youtube i gave up because (laughs) i don't have the time to edit an hour-long episode on video and audio in the future maybe but yeah but before before i met her and asked her to do some some of the things that she did and uh I was having a hard time. I was, I will say that I was, I was spending quite a few times, two or three hours, you know, mm-hmm. editing every, every made shot in the men's league game or every good yeah. play or whatever. But yeah, you got to go through freaking every, everything. see, that's even, see, like, at least with mine, like, I know what's yeah, coming up. Like, I don't have to watch a <laughs> whole basketball game or whatever. Like, I, I know what, I, where I got to yeah. edit pretty much. But like, it's hard. Video, like, I, um, actually having a guy on, here again he i went to college with him he works for ohio state now he's a videographer at ohio state damn and he actually just went to atlanta for the football uh, the playoffs and shit and he does the nfl stuff as well wow like the dude's sweet and i look at i tell him all the time and he's like dude you're doing an awesome job i'm like not not compared to you (laughs) like (laughs) you're working for the nfl in ohio state like that's two different things he's like no you're doing a good job but i'm like okay one of the things that helps me keep going is is whenever some like like you said whenever somebody texts you and is like that video was cool or mm-hmm. that, that that was hilarious or like when you gain some some subscribers or some or listeners or something like that it's so hard like to keep going be consistent like keep going out when like at first you're only getting probably like 100 200 views especially mm-hmm. for youtube that's how it is and then it's like so i just keep going it's like one of these have half to hit. Mm. Like maybe, maybe one of these will keep going. So we just got to keep going. Yeah, I mean, I was doing, I was getting fairly consistent views, and it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. But then all of a sudden, like I had one episode who just like quadrupled the views, and I was just like, "What just happened?" Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, see, like that. Sometimes that's all it takes. Now it kind of went back down, but it, it's gone up a little bit more since then as well because you get more listeners, and that that that's the thing with like this type of industry. 
like with podcasts and with YouTube, like it takes time to grow that following. Unless mm-hmm. your name is Joe Rogan or <laughs> whatever, like you ha- unless you're already well known, it takes time to build that following. Mm-hmm. And it's a slow process. And like I'm a, almost two years into this already. And I mean, it, I think I actually, I am two years. I don't remember how many years I'm in. I think it's two years. Yeah, two years into this, I believe. And it's and it's a slow process. And like I just, um, I'm having a. I had a guy that I went to high school with who just started one. He's like, dude, how many views were you getting at the beginning? I was like, dude, I was getting like sixteen. Yeah, like that. That's how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And like it, it took me a long time to grow. And I was like, but at the one point, like going off of what you said, like what I realized, like I actually have followers, and it makes you kind of keep going as well. Is like. You know, I'll post an episode, like an episode will drop, but I won't post the social media or anything right away, but it still gets like X amount of listens. And you're like, holy crap, like these are people that just listen to it. Like they didn't right. just see it on social media. Like these are people that literally listen to my podcast. And it's really cool to see that. And like it, it gives you a reason to keep going. Mm-hmm. Because there's times where you just, I'm sure you've had it where you're like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Like I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but it's really cool yeah. that you guys do intermules. Like the, yeah. I wish I'd have done that more in college because i just started playing in a sand volleyball league it's right down it's the road awesome from isn't it it's so fun sand volleyball is awesome fun. um yeah we literally and it's five minutes down the road for us too and you can drink I've, which yeah. is also a bonus <laughs> i've picked up so much on it because my girlfriend's a college volleyball player and um she would always be like jesse come on let's let's try, try volleyball and i'm like i don't know no and then i i started to love it and i i want to keep getting her so i'd be texting her like victoria like how can I get better at, at volleyball? Like, yeah. so I'm not like bad. That's what I always the, do. The only her. thing I can do is spike the ball. So I'm trying to learn like passing and yeah. She used to give me so much crap. She's like, hit the ball. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I am spiking it. She's like, no, you don't realize you can spike it a lot harder. I'm like, what? Then I was like, how? And she's like, you just need to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I do it. I'm like, holy crap, it worked. But I used to always ask her like, cause we, the first in the fall or summer league we played on separate teams because right. i got asked to play it was one of those where i was like you know what whatever i'll give it a try like i'm not expecting mm-hmm. and then come fall i was playing in on wednesdays and thursdays right so like yeah. i was playing more because like it's just so fun to it's play awesome. in. But, like i was doing the same thing asking her like what am i doing wrong and she'd tell me and i'm like no that's stupid and i do it and i'm like yeah and she's right <laughs> like oh i hate when you're right yeah. but you're right how many intermules do you guys like do you play in so we we try to play in everything that we can. So, like I said, it was it was um, volleyball and cornhole were going on. Then um, dodgeball, football. Um, there's kickball, basket three v three basketball, five v five basketball. Um, we try to play in everything that we can. So you guys definitely I feel like had more than the Ohio Wesleyan did. I think we had basketball. They had like a soccer, indoor soccer. Uh, I don't know if they had flag football. Hmm. I really don't. I don't remember. Black footballs. It was one of the most intense. It was awesome. They wouldn't have let our football players play it. They'd have been no. like, "No, you're not allowed." <laughs> our our coaches always like, "Listen, you can go play, but like, don't be like in season." They didn't necessarily like us playing in intermules because they're like, "You're gonna go play a basketball game and break your ankle or something," and it's like, just just don't just. But we usually in the off season we'd always uh, play pick up basketball like yeah. after lifting and yeah. stuff that's how we are too and then come in on saturday mornings and play some more <laughs> the coaches would come in and be like 
just don't get hurt. We're like, coach, it's a cardio. And they're like, yeah, at least you're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, like, so you do a lot of just basically, like, the the game footage, kind of like the highlights of it? Um, so for basketball, I did every made shot. So I would keep a scoreboard and just show every made shot going back and forth, back and forth. Um, for football, I showed every single play because they were only like three to five to yeah. seven seconds long. So the videos were still only like 10 to 12 minutes. Um, for volleyball, I showed like every point being scored. And I don't know. I, I, most of them are most of the highlights, but I would just say like the small details were left out. How do you pick out, like, do you have like a set time that you like your videos to be? Like, how do you go about picking that out? Yeah, I do. I like my videos to be like eight to like longest, maybe like 15 minutes long, eight to 15, because like, um, I want it to be like short and sweet, but like long enough to get everything covered. Yeah. You know, you don't want to cut things out. Yeah. But it, yeah, yeah that, that's where, yeah, it's hard sometimes like making clips for like the podcast because mm -hmm. you're like, I don't there's so many that I could pick from which yeah. one, like when I put my like little intro teaser at the beginning, I always have to like, I'm going through the whole episode. I'll usually have like a list of like, I'll have six of them that I copied and like put on a different thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I have to go through them. Like, which one do I like the best? Yeah. And it's a, it's a pain. Yeah. It's a struggle to like, and the, like with podcasts too, like sometimes it's hard to pick out the right links. Cause like you don't want, cause I listen to some military podcasts. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Jocko, podcast mm -hmm. and stuff i listen mm -hmm. to his a lot but like sometimes when they're four hours it's like i don't even know if i want to listen to that right. like it and it shuts people away from it i feel like sometimes um that's why i was a little nervous about releasing a three-hour episode with scott and dante but um they wanted to record a th dante i think was the one was like we'll get three hours in and i'm like okay buddy we'll, <laughs> we'll do that <laughs> and they yeah. ended up being here for like five hours total but yeah it's it's hard to kind of pick out that time and we live in a world where it's short attention spans too mm -hmm. so yep. like you can't go too long but you have to be able to cover everything so that's that's a tough thing to be able to do no yeah i die 100 percent agree i experienced it with the pot like you there's times where i'm like looking at my watch i'm like oh crap we're 45 minutes into it and i'm through half of the stuff that i wanted to talk about so yeah. it's tough but we're uh what like what was the hardest thing about starting like getting going getting into it what was the hardest thing the hardest thing was was um i would say the ideas that we had um because it was like me and my some of my best friends you know we're sitting around like what can we post what can we post and then i will say another one of one of the hardest things getting it going was one the followers getting the followers and two learning all the technical stuff that mm -hmm. goes behind it because i wasn't really familiar with everything the when i was starting out i had an iphone and iMovie the app uh -huh. and and that's that's what i was using so it's it's really the hardest thing is just learning how to do everything um and the followers it was like i was sending out my link Yep. posting it on instagram snapchat sending out my link individually yep. to people like hey will you at least try to watch my video yep. you know and if you like it subscribe and that's the way i boosted a lot of my followers and but, sometimes i feel like i don't know if you were the same way i was like scared to like send it to people because you're like i don't want them to think i'm like 
annoying or yeah. weird or whatever. And it's like, just give it a chance. Like, yeah. just try it. And then, you know what? If you don't like it, you don't have to listen again. Right. But I'm going to send this out. And, like, I used to have people all the time. They're like, you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you never talk about it. I'm like, I just let it do its work right. anymore. Like, yeah. I'm not really the one that's going to go out here and just, I'll wear my shirts around. And mm-hmm. if they ask me, I'll tell them about it. But it's, it, you, it's hard to kind of push it at first. Yeah. But, like, once you get past that hump, it's like, just, just send it. You know, the worst yep. thing that's going to happen, they're never going to watch the video, whatever. Yep. And I definitely agree. Like, there was, most of the people actually were like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a try. And then yeah. most people actually ended up subscribing. So then, but it was like, there was those couple people that were like, this is stupid. Yep. And you know leave you on red. And it was like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> I shot my shot. Yeah. How but, did uh, you go about kind of learning how to do all this stuff? Um, A lot of YouTube university. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will, I will yes. admit, I will admit. Um, I picked up a couple tips here and there, but uh, it was really just the experience. Like my first video compared to now is mm-hmm. 10 times better so it's like in my first video i forgot to record the scoreboard and for the basketball game and so i individually had to put every single bucket like two zero two to two four to two and then the next week i had the angle to where you could see the whole court and the scoreboard so i didn't have to do all that you know you could just peep it and it was just like you just you get better and better and better every single episode every single um video you know have you ever forgot to press record i have not forgot to press record but i've had one time where i ran out of storage and i completely Ooh. i completely missed a whole session but luckily it wasn't a men's league game it was a uh it was a 5v5 run but the best part about it was that there was overseas players so mm-hmm. i could have put in the title you know playing with professionals playing against d1 yeah. guys and there was a lot of great content that I missed, but I guess it, it would have been better. If... Yeah, it, I've, uh, I can't say I've ever forgot to press record. Uh, well, I recorded a solo episode one time, did the whole thing and like went to end it and was like, what is, where's it at? Like, why, what did I not? Oh, you've got to be kidding. I've done it before. Yeah. And I've had times too, like where I'll record, I recorded one recently, like last month or so. And I recorded the whole episode, and when I went to edit it, I was like, my mics weren't plugged in. Mm. Like, it wasn't, this wasn't connected, like, my soundboard wasn't connected yeah. to my computer, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, all I could hear was any, like, it just picked everything up off my laptop, and it just uh. sounded terrible. And I was like, hey, uh, you want to come over and re-record that again? <laughs> but Say like, everything you said at the right time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so you remember everything you said, that, like, great episode we had? Can we do it again? Yeah. I will say the the I would say the most I've went out of my way was I had to delete almost every app on my phone to get really? a, to get a men's league game in because they're like fifty eight minutes long so or an hour long or whatever and I had to delete all my big apps so I deleted TikTok Instagram Snapchat Twitter just to get enough space to that's to record <laughs> that's a lot I mean I used to I guess I kind of had that on my old laptop I got this new one so it was a very generous gift and it's a gaming computer and he gave it to me and he's like you'll like that for the podcast and i'm like why did you do this this is like a three thousand dollar computer <laughs> he's like because i know you won't buy it for yourself and i'm like everybody tells me that i won't buy things for myself <laughs> <laughs> 
I finally just bought the. Well, actually, no. This microphone was through a gift card that I got for Christmas, so I still don't buy things for myself. <laughs> but it, it's hard to sometimes like spend the money because, it is. especially it with, is. like microphones. Like, because I was like one time, I was like, I wonder how much Joe Rogan's are, and I looked them up, and I was like, his microphone arm is six hundred and ninety nine dollars. Oh my gosh! Oh my just gosh. the arm, not even the microphone. The microphones are a thousand dollars a piece. I was like, he's got like three or four of those, but it, it's. And it can become an expensive thing to do, make content, like depending on how you do it. You can do it cheap and still good. And I, I mean, all my stuff's fairly cheap. I'll be honest. Like, I think my microphones are $50 maybe. And like, I'm fine with it. They sound great. They sound fine eventually. And like, it's a slow, you have to work your way up just like Mm -hmm. getting followers. You have to slowly work your way up. Especially if like YouTube or your podcast, like, for me, at least, it's like I have not generated a single dollar from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, not yet, at least, is one of my goals. But it's like, like I, why would I, how can I spend so much money on stuff? And it's like, I can't get it back in return, so. You can't, the one thing somebody told me, like, you can't make money until you spend money, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's where yeah. it's hard. Like, you have to actually put in a little bit mm-hmm. to be able to make. I agree. And I've seen people all the time that, you know, they'll want to start a podcast or they'll want to start a youtube channel start those whatever and like they'll want to start it but they'll like go and do everything all at once like think they have to get everything and it's like no 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 no. you can work up to that you don't need it all like when i started this podcast i recorded with just my laptop Mm -hmm. and then i got a microphone a usb microphone and i would put it between (laughs) me and the person that we were i was recording with and then I eventually got these mics, and then I eventually got a microphone arms. Then I upgraded the bass. Like it's a slow process mm-hmm. of like building it. It doesn't just happen overnight. Like especially if, like we talked about, if you're not well known, you have to work your way up. Uh, and the followers thing, like how how do you think the best way to gain followers is? Is it through posting or like sending it individually to people, posting it? Like what is your opinion on it? So there's a. Uh... There's a thing called YouTube Studio, which is like all your like mm-hmm. facts about your videos and stuff. And my impression clicks were through the roof on Snapchat, but we're not very good on Instagram. So I personally think that like posting it on Snapchat and like your Snapchat story and um, posting it multiple times. So what I would do is like if if uh, me and Cal or Caleb had a crazy touchdown. I'd post my touchdown with the link on the day I posted it. And then tomorrow I can post Cal. You guys know him as Caleb, right? We called him Cal Scott. Okay. Okay. So, okay yeah. so, Cal, Cal Scott. Cal. And then I would post Cal's the next day with the link again. So it's like there was multiple highlights. You know, here's the link again. Give it a second try or something. So you're just a business major. Are you like, yeah, I was, see, I was a business marketing major. Okay. And I'm sure you've had to take some marketing t- mm-hmm. style classes, yeah. but like, one of the things I remember learning in those classes, I, I can't believe I actually learned something in college, but one of the things I remember learning was like, it takes people like three to five times or something until they like actually go look at it or, you know, mm-hmm. with buying an item or whatever. Sometimes it takes them three to five times to seeing it before they actually go and look yep. at it or make that purchase and getting it in front of people multiple times. That's one of the things I'll, I'm personally bad at is social media because with work and editing and doing everything by myself sometimes i'm like i need to get this video like tonight after (laughs) we're done i have to record a solo episode and then post it tomorrow so like i have to get it uploaded before tomorrow at 3 p.m 
and I like with work, we're working mm-hmm. the, yep. daylight hours essentially right now because I work outside. So like trying to get everything in is a pain. And so sometimes I put social media on the back burner. But when I'm more active on social media is also when I see my views go up. And yep. it's not necessarily like they're coming from the clicks, like the impressions are from social media, but like they see it and they're like, oh, maybe I'll check this out. So it, it's a, and, and anymore with the world of like TikTok and, instagram reels and stuff where you never know what you're gonna see uploading those i feel like are huge in a creator's world because you can come in front of a lot of millions of people unknowingly and it could it it could just help grow but yeah posting it multiple times i feel like is one of the best i think you're right one of the best ways to grow your following with it it's just it's tough youtube I, I couldn't do it. I, I tried. I couldn't do YouTube. It's just too much for me. <laughs> but you actually have like a mine was just like not many people. I mean, I some people do certain episodes or certain podcasts. I like to watch, mm-hmm. but most of them are like I listen to it in the car. I listen to it if I'm working out, whatever. I'm down here working on things, whatever. I'll I'll just listen to it. I don't need to watch it, so it's different. But like you have a something that like people have to watch which right. is kind of cool too and it kind of shows a different side of things mm-hmm. like i'm a baseball player but you're seeing us play you know rec league sports yeah. like yeah. It, like for fun and just screwing around but also being competitive at yep. the same time yeah what is what was you what would you say is like the easiest thing that came with it i would say the easiest thing that came with it was um i would say my my support group like my my inner circle that I have, like like the five to seven people that um I texted them, I put them all in a group chat, and I was like, hey, I need you guys to text me and keep up with me because I know there's gonna be some point in time where I want to give up. Every every mm-hmm. single person, every single creator does it. It's like this is not worth it. Give up, just stop while you're ahead, you know. And and if I missed a week or something, and I took a little bit, I'm on a little bit of a break right now, but if I missed something when I was uploading, it would text me and be like, yo, what, what, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Where's you know, the video at? What are you doing? And it, it, it was perfect for me because that's the type of person that that's what I like. It's like, you, you need to get on this. Like you are, you missed, you told us to do this. We are going to do it. And so that would say that was one of the easiest. Another thing is just like the actual filming part. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I have, um, like, you know, we just hit play and it's like, you just in the moment now and it's like then at that time you're just playing sports you know you're playing football you're family feud you know you're playing video games you're doing just fun sports at that time so i would say that's probably the easiest yeah the going back to the support group thing i don't care what profession you're in i don't care who it is what you're doing everybody needs that Mm -hmm. like everybody needs that that group that you can tell them like hey hold me accountable for this because sometimes like if you don't have anything anything or anybody that's holding you accountable for something it's really easy just to like yeah whatever i'm done working out having that's why i always personally like to work out with a partner because like it makes me i gotta get out of bed i gotta go to the gym because you know if he doesn't come that's on him but i don't want to be that guy that doesn't come like i don't want to be the guy that doesn't show up so it, it, it having a group a support group that'll hold you accountable is very important no matter what aspect of life it is yeah yeah it's it's awesome so yeah my uh 
so I got a part-time job at Jersey Mike's and, and, um, one of my best friends, Brandon Haggard, I'd walk in and he'd be like, did you upload the video? And if I said no, he'd be like, well, we got to get on that. <laughs> you know, we got to get on that. And then you could tell he watched it because I'd walk in and he'd be like, I could probably tell you every single second that happened. Like I, <laughs> like I was committed to it. I watched it. I liked the video. It was awesome. And then that's another reason just to keep going with it. Yeah. It's hard. But like I so said, we all have every creator. I don't care if you're Carter Franklin, who I talked about, who works for the NFL and OSU. There is a time that you wonder if it's even worth it. Why am I spending my time doing this? Am I wasting my time? Mm-hmm. And especially like there's going to be, I finally looked the other day because like I was thinking about it honestly not too long ago where I was like, am I just wasting my time? Like, do I even have the time for this? Or like I'm kind of putting it on the back burner and slowly like episodes are getting delayed and stuff. And I looked at like my overall chart of listens and like I looked and it was a positive slope. And I was like, holy crap. Like, yeah, obviously it goes like this, but mm-hmm it slowly just crept up from like the time I started until now. And I was like, Holy crap. Like it is because <clears throat> some things that like I being having a hundred and some episodes that I forget that I look at, like you look at the individual episode, all oh, it only has 52 views, but you forget you can go and look and they're like, you had 160 views this week. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that episode only got 100 or 52, but maybe they went and listened to, like, three other episodes. Or maybe somebody just found the podcast, but they listened to this episode because that's the one they saw, and that's the one they want to, like, you kind of forget about that. And it having a reason to keep going, having a support group, having, you know, getting those comments. As a creator, like, we love when people text yeah. us and yeah. when they're actually, you can tell they're actually mm-hmm. invested into the episode or yeah. whatever it is. That's why I appreciate uh, all my friends, like, Brandon, Brian, and Ryan, Lambo, and all of them. It's just mm-hmm. like they keep telling me. Like most of the time, they're in the video. Like um, Lambo and Brian. I have a friend named Jared Lambert. We call him Lambo. Um, Lambo and Brian. They are actually in the video. They've been probably in damn near every video, and then they still watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but you already know what's going on. It's like that's how committed I am to see how far yeah. this goes for yeah. you. That's because. What- I remember asking, I forget who I asked. I was like, yeah, did you listen to it? And they're like, no, I recorded it. I'm like, go listen to it. Like, I made edits now. Like, right. go go check right. out what it act, right. like the whole thing. What, what it, Please what listen was, to yeah, it. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I listen, I'll be honest. I listen to my own episodes. Like, mm-hmm. I, but the main reason I do that, I'm like, did I mess something up that I didn't catch? Yeah, <laughs> I always watch it before I post. Yeah. Because yeah. when I edit, like, obviously, I listen to the entire episode, but then, like, Sometimes I get sidetracked and I'm working on something and I'll miss something like and it's like, oh, yeah, cut this out. And it's like, I wanted to hear that on the published episode. I shouldn't hear that on the published episode. But, yeah, I mean, you'll make mistakes. You'll have mess ups and it's just a slow growing process. Mm-hmm. Where what can we expect next with so you, right now you guys are still in that family feud segment? Yeah, well, I have a couple videos um, that I want to post, but uh, where it's headed is. Basketball will be next, but it'll be 3v3 basketball, which would be kind of cool because I want to mic myself up. That'd and, be cool. And mic some of mic one of our centers up because he's hilarious. His name is Joel. He's hilarious. And I want to mic us up. That's what I want to do. I want to do a golf video. It's like um, I recorded a golf video, but it didn't end up like it would because of a couple of mistakes. But I want to do like can four baseball players break mm-hmm. even or yeah. something like that. But 
um it's headed in a pretty crazy direction like it's gonna be like all over the place like i want to i want to start posting video games like i'm a big 2k player i want to do like a no money spent like how good can i get at 2k while not spending a single dollar and i want to do a like basketball's coming up um kickball would be actually pretty interesting like i just want to mic myself up and do all these things but that's kind of where it's headed that's the miking up it will definitely be cool because it gives you that and like you can hear the inside like what's going on on the court it's like there's things I'm sure that happen. Like I mean, you had it all the time where it was like something happened during the game, and like people don't in the stands or yep. like watching the video, they don't understand. Like no, he said something that pissed me off. Like it wasn't just a I didn't get mad for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like but, yeah. Like it, there's things that happen that people in the outside don't necessarily know that happen. So that that'll definitely be a cool aspect. And like it's just cool. Like you're. You're, you like have a broad focus, but it's so narrow at the same time because mm. it's sports. Right. But like it's it covers a lot of different things. Out. Yeah, which is really cool. And like I feel like for YouTube, that's really a good thing to have. I, I mean, I wouldn't know for sure, but like I feel like that's a good thing mm-hmm. because it, it can you can catch the eyes of a golfer. You can catch the eyes of somebody who loves kickball, basketball, but then they might follow and watch. And it's like I mean, I, there's podcasts that I've listened to that you know. I, I liked it because of this guest that was on there. I wanted to hear him, but then I'm like, man, like I'll listen to a couple other ones, and it's like, yeah, it's not necessarily something that I love, but I still like to listen to it. Like it's right. still something cool. You can catch the eyes and gain those followers mm-hmm. in different ways. That's why, like, I used to be mainly sports people, mainly like people I knew, like the guests that I had on. But I eventually was like, I gotta quit being comfortable, and I took like. Obviously, I, like everybody podcasting knows Joe Rogan and knows like li- has listened to him, and he's the king of podcast. And I took that approach of like I don't care who it is, if I know them, never met them in my life. Like I've had a, a lot more lately, like people that I've never talked to in person right. until they come to record. Like mm-hmm. the past two have been that way, and I like it though because like it, you get to meet so many cool people. You get to and it like it expands your. I don't want to say topic but it expands your her like your listenership like yep. it, it expands that so it's it's cool i definitely give you props for doing youtube because i couldn't do it but <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah it's, it's a grind i'll tell you that oh i believe that <laughs> but we're gonna move into some of the final segments of the podcast and this one i have a question that i like to ask all of my guests and it is if you could go back in time and tell your 16 year old self one thing what would it be i would probably say let's grow up um i think that's a new one good i like to be different i like it um uh i would i would say let's grow up because um i didn't take anything serious when i was that age and i know you're a 16 year old kid and you know whatever but i think that i didn't take school serious even though i was still passing like you know i still i always managed a 3-0 but i felt like i could have done better i feel like i could have put in a little bit more work so i would say like let's grow up you know let's grow up early why not why not grow up early and still be that same fun kid but put a little bit more into what you want to do for the future that's what i like that you said like still be a kid still enjoy being having no responsibilities and no bills and that Mm because trust me when that (laughs) world changes it sucks i love it but i hate it at the same time but you know still be a kid still enjoy life but also like you are setting up your future whether you know it or not like mm-hmm. right now i'm setting up my future like it, well, you're always setting up your future so why not get ahead of it like unlike yep. a lot of people that 
I mean, we're in high school. That's not what we're thinking about. We're nope, not thinking not about all. what we're doing after high school really much. Like, oh, yeah, I'll go to college or I'll go get this job or I'm going to the military. You're not thinking about, okay, what's after that? Like, set yourself up now. One of the things, like, you know, set yourself up financially because that was one of the things that I really wish I did when I was in high school is set myself up financially because you, it, you're you setting yourself up to be successful at that point. It's like when it can start. And you can change your whole outlook. Not saying if you don't start then, like it's going to be terrible for you. Yeah. But it's going to make it a lot easier come the time you're 24, 25, whatever it is. I would say one thing with that as well is like when I was 16, it was like, how can I pass science? Mm-hmm. Instead of like, you know, it's, it's really young to say something like this, but it's like, um, how can I invest? Yep. Or, or something like that. But it's like, um, what's one small thing that I could do right now to build my future? So like if I wanted to start up a business or something, it could be like, maybe I start it right now yep. and, and I don't take it serious, but I just sell a couple things here and there, get my name out there. And by the time you're 21 or something, you've already grown mm-hmm. so much in five years. I mean, so something like that. Imagine if you just started a YouTube channel when yep. you were 16. Yeah. Like it'd exactly. be completely different exactly. than it is now. <laughs> like it, it's and it may have also like gone completely wrong at that point but like you do have a lot of growing up that you do between that time from like 16 to like i'm 24 now so like between that time you do have a lot of growing up that you do but it is also one of those things that if we would have grew up a little bit earlier yeah it would have helped a lot more come this time i agree 100 percent. but that moves us into the best segment of the podcast which is motivation monday motivation monday is the point in the episode where i allow the guests to give the roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on monday morning so what do you got for motivation monday all right i wrote a couple things down um first one is is your why you know why do you do the things that you do why do you wake up in the morning why do you choose a certain job that you do why do you work out and i want the listeners to discover your why it's like why do i play baseball you know because i love it i love the atmosphere i love my teammates why do i want to have a business because that's something i'm passionate in you know find your why so whatever you guys are doing in your life figure out why you're doing it and if there's not really a true answer it's probably something that you could cut out on your life or it's like something that's negative affecting you that could um, change your life and that kind of brings me into my next thing is like change the narrative you know i feel like all of us grow up into this script you know what your parents brought you in or you have to follow your parents or um well my situation isn't as good as yours well why don't you change the narrative change the script um just be different and i want also everyone to make a goal Maybe it's for the month, for the week, or whatever. But I want that goal to be so crazy that if you do it, if you if you complete it at seventy percent, you've already completed what you wanted to. So we did this at Wilmington, and my goal was win the national championship for the, for baseball. And if I complete that at seventy percent, 
I've won an OAC title. You know, I did the the subpar or not subpar, but the like the the smaller thing. So it's like if you want to bat five hundred and you complete that at at eighty percent, you bat four hundred. You know, and that's still a crazy year. And if you want to make two thousand dollars this week, and that's a crazy number. Make it at eighty percent. That's one thousand five hundred dollars. And then my last one that I would say is I always want to be different when when I come on and stuff and do whatever. But um, find some type of lyric and a song that makes you tick. Mm, Yeah, the lyric thing I always remember, and I feel like athletes have it. There's always that one song Mm -hmm. that you can Mm -hmm. listen to before a game. Yep. or whatever and it just changes your mind yep. like and i like i always had it kind of changed throughout the years but i always like in football like we'd go out warm up but then we'd come back in for like 10 minutes five ten in minutes locker room i'd come in immediately put my headphones <laughs> in and would sit on my stool head down and just listen to the song and then i'd get up yep get ready to go we got the feel but i was just like and it just put me in the zone like and that it is it doesn't i don't care if it's you're sitting down at the desk to study. Fine, and it might be a different song for that. Find something that will make you because it, it it's a motivator in a way. Yeah, and it gets you like it puts you in that mindset. Like, all right, it's time to work now. Like, I got. I it's time to do this. Mm-hmm. The being different in the why, like you know, we're following any our parents' footsteps and stuff like that. Like, it's such a narrative in today's world, and I feel like it is shifting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being asked one time because I was like talking i was like yeah my you know my brother's an electrician my dad's an electrician my brother-in-law's an electrician they're like what you didn't want to be an electrician i was like no yeah like we got enough of them in the family i don't <laughs> if i need electrical work done i'm yeah. calling them like right. i don't need to do right. it like i wanted to do i was the first one to like actually go away for college mm-hmm. out of four kids and like i and i was the last one like i just did things different and it's good and that's yeah. not saying like my siblings did anything wrong like they have great lives right. yeah. but like it's i did things differently because like and it's getting outside of your comfort zone a little bit too exactly it's hard to do but like getting like this podcast was one of the biggest things that helped me with my getting outside of the comfort zone like i'm talking to people that i never met before (laughs) that i don't even know how the conversation is gonna go like i don't like some of these people like there's times where i'm like i know they're really cool like i follow them on social media they have like a lot of cool stuff. They have a big following. I'll have them on. And then I'm like trying to come up with things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So like, but like it's at my beginning episodes that were so scripted. It was literally a this. So I'm asking this question. They give an answer. I'm asking this question. Like I just ask question, answer, question, answer. Now it's more of a conversation, which yep. I really like. But getting it's because I got outside of my comfort zone, and I'm not trying to boast myself. I'm just giving an example of no, what can happen yeah. if you get out of your comfort zone and just do like. And the why thing I really like, I really like because I'm a big person that like you have why do you, why I'm one of those people that like I'm well I think we should do like I think like this should happen, and I'm like why like what is your reason? I need a reason. I don't want you to say it just because you you think it sounds good like i need you to have a reason mm-hmm. and like we have to, and i hope people do it to me like why do you do it like why are you doing this why are you doing it? I, I hope you question me because i want that because then i want to be able to think like wait why am i doing this like is this worth it but the thing like with your personal why i'll expand on it a little bit in my opinion write it down yep 
have it somewhere that you will see it at least once a day because i i'm a, I'm a person who journals and yep there it is he's got it wrote down <laughs> yeah. it's big and it and i think we kind of called scott out on it a little bit because i asked him when he was on i was actually just listening to it today the the last episode that he was on uh, 136 we me and dante i was asked him i was like me and dante like find our motivation through like reading books or listening to like david goggins or like whatever what scott what what makes you tick and he's like i don't know <laughs> it was like uh, i know like him with like baseball some some of the stuff that happened with baseball and like his that makes him tick sports wise but he's like I, like and i was like you gotta kind of think about like what is your life why mm-hmm. and that's something we can think about at 16 years old yep and it's gonna change and that's fine you're your purpose and your, you know, I had a guy on who said he called it his mission statement. He's like, because I brought up it was, it was a nonprofit organization that he runs. And I brought up, I was like, I really like your mission statement and stuff. And we were talking about it. He's like, you know, and I think everybody should have a personal mission statement. And it's the same thing. Like, why? And he's like, why do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. And that, that mission statement, that why is going to change as you get married, as you have kids or whatever. And it's going to change and that's fine. But like, you have to, know what your purpose is like yep. you maybe not know what your purpose is per se but you have to know why you're doing the things that you're doing because it's going to help drive you even more in whatever it is that you're doing yeah 100 percent. and one of the things that i like is is changing the narrative you know mm-hmm. all, i feel like kids nowadays get brought up in whatever situation that they are in and they either like make it as an excuse or they just follow in somebody's footsteps and, and not be the happiest that they can be, you know? And, and it's just like, be yourself, change the narrative, change the script. Like it does not have to be written this way that everyone wants you to like everybody who wants it to be written it that way. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, and just, just be you, you know, write your own story. Stop letting other people write your story. Exactly. It's your story. Yours, exactly. not anybody else's people can play into it. But, like, you can take it and you can listen to Always listen to them. Listen to what they have to say. Listen <laughs> to what course, yeah. they think you should do. And if you don't agree with it, do what you want to do. Stop. We live in, like, you're right. We live in such a world where everybody, like, our, a lot of people think their script is already written. And mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. And, like, how many stories, like, look at Goggins. Look at these guys who grew up, didn't have any, that didn't have anything. Like, their parents were poor. They were homeless, whatever it is. And they changed their life and they're millionaires. And it's like, it's because they changed the narrative. They changed like, all right, this is not going to, this may have been my life, but it's not going to be my life for the rest of my life. Like I'm not living that way. Mm -hmm. And I mean, those are extreme examples, but like you can have minor things like, you know, my parent, like being middle-class. Oh, I'm like, we're middle-class family. That's just, you know, that is what it is. It doesn't have to be. You can change that you want to be upper class like you can be upper class it just takes you changing that and but come with that comes sacrifice as well yep that's what a lot of people also forget if you're gonna change the script that's fine you're gonna be out of your comfort zone and you're gonna have to sacrifice some things that you used to love you want to be uh an olympian you want to be a professional athlete whatever it is you might have to give up alcohol you Mm -hmm. might have to give up hanging out with friends you might have to give up playing video games like sometimes you have to sacrifice those things in order to achieve the end goal yeah and uh one last thing is um 
God gives his toughest battles to the hardest people, you know, and a lot of people like, like I know sometimes that I've been a victim of this. Um, and in my recent years, if something bad will happen and I'm like, why in the world would that be happening to me? Like, why me? Like, why me? Why me? Why me? And instead it's like, embrace it. I know it sucks right now. Like whatever happens, I know it sucks, but embrace it. It's a test. It, it, it is. It <laughs> is a test. The God gives the toughest tests to, and toughest challenges to the hardest working people. And it's just like, I put in all this work. Why, why, why am I not getting this? Why am I getting this? Just keep going. Just keep going. Keep striving. It, it'll all work out in the end. It really goes hand in hand. Like, I love it because it goes hand in hand with the slogan of this podcast, mm-hmm. which is grab the bull by the horns, you yep. know? And the whole thing for anybody listening that doesn't know the grab the bull by the horns story, um, there's not really a story behind it, but the idea behind it is like life is hard and it's going to knock us down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't we have two options? Like when we got knocked down, you can either lay there and let that bull walk all over you and trample you and kill you essentially, or you can get up, grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. That bull is our life. We're the bull rider. You're going to get knocked down. You're yep. going to have lows, but you got to get out of the way. Like you got to get up and get out of the way because mm-hmm. you, know, you, you have to get out of your way of yourself sometimes and like whatever it is, you, we can't let the bull of life walk all over us. We have to get up and take control. Like we're in control of our lives. Don't let our, our, like everybody else there, the outside factors control you. You're in control. It's one of the hardest things to learn, but once you start to understand that it will immensely change your mindset, immensely change, honestly, your life. Oh yeah. But that is a wrap on this episode of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you, Jesse, for coming on. Thanks for making the hour and a half drive down here to do that. I really appreciate it. Where can people follow you and find you on YouTube and everything? So, yeah, my like I said, my YouTube is J uh, space Relly, R-E-L-L-Y. Um, my Instagram is jesse.relliford. Um, and my Twitter is jesse underscore relliford underscore. And I will be posting all of those also in the episode description. So go check those out. Definitely go check out the YouTube, subscribe, and watch his videos. You will not regret it. And look for this little weird-looking mullet. I don't have a mullet anymore, but the <laughs> mullet kid, a.k.a. Scott, too. Uh, but definitely go check out the videos. That's all we got for today. So until Friday, you guys know the deal. Life is hard, and it's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let that bull of life walk all over you. Get up. Grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you liked today's episode, then please be sure to share it with a friend. You can follow the Roughnecks Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Roughnecks Podcast. Head over to roughneckspodcast.com and grab yourself some Roughnecks merch. Until next time, make sure you grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out.